This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. It's been an incredible year for Liverpool Football Club, one even more astonishing for goalkeeper Andy Lonergan. Out of contract last summer with his last professional outing coming on loan at Rochdale, the veteran was surprisingly drafted in his goalkeeping cover by the Reds before an untimely injury to Allison, saw him signed permanently by Jürgen Klopp and handed one of the best seats in the house to witness a season which Liverpool made history. Lonergan offers a dressing room look at how the Reds march to Premier League glory, reveals all on training against Mohamed Salah, Sadio Mane and Roberto Firmino, and shares what's next for him after a year that made him fall back in love with football. Sit back and enjoy. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Andy Lonergan, Premier League champion. How good does that sound? <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it sounds nice. Um, do you know what I mean? It's something that I've got to my name now, regardless of not kicking a ball, it's something, you know, a great experience and something I'm, I'm pretty proud of. And I think uh, the question that's going to be on everyone's lips at the moment after Jurgen Klopp's comments, did you get your medal in the end? Yeah, he gave me one. He gave us one after, um, in the dressing room, actually, yeah. Yeah, he gave us one in the dressing room. Um, you know, I'm happy it, happy to get one. I'm happy how we did it because I'd have been, you know, getting one on the stage would have been embarrassing. It really <laughs> would. So I was happy just to... Um, I wasn't expecting it at all, even after his comments, you know, I wasn't expecting to get one and, you know, they just came up to me and just said, there you go, you deserve it. And, you know, just a, a great moment, really. And how have uh, all the lads found the celebrations over the last couple of weeks? Yeah, you know what, it's not been, you know, you hear, um, I think after the Man City game, people were saying, oh, they've been out celebrating, but we had, you know, we watched the game together at, at the team hotel when, when Chelsea beat City. Um, a few drinks, not many people drinking, a few drinks, and then it was back to business. So, you know, there was, there was obviously celebration after the game on Wednesday night, but, but that's that's been it as far as celebrating has gone. Um, I'll get back to more of the celebrations near the end. We'll go back to uh, this very, I suppose it's a year ago now, last summer. Yeah. Uh, Alison's at Copper America. Simon Mingle is on the verge of leaving. How did your offer to train with Liverpool come about? Because that must have come out of the blue for you. It must have been a shock. Yeah, it was, um, at the time, Sai wasn't, you know, there was no suggestion that Sai was leaving, especially when I got there. Um, it was just a case of Alisson was having an extended break um, and they needed another keeper and I'm sure they had a list of a few, but they contacted, you know, my agent. Um, obviously, asked they don't, they don't want to come in and I'm not going to say no, am I? <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, I was... Um, Probably not in not in the best. I was fit, sort of, sort of. I was fit. I was fit enough to probably go into to the majority of other clubs. But when I went into Liverpool, I thought like the fitness levels were just, you know, they need to be top end. So it took me a, a good few weeks to get up to speed. But um, yeah, no matter what shape you're in, you can't turn that down. Uh, was it one that came more from John Atterberg or Jurgen Klopp aware from you, or had they spoken to? Adam, obviously you've played with him before because obviously football's a small world. So yeah. do you have any idea where that interest originally came from? Um, well, I know my, my agent um, sort of, he, he's Adam Sells and he has a big glove company called Sells Goalkeeper Products. So he knows a lot of goalkeeper coaches and I think he might have texted John. Well, he did text John saying, if you're looking, one of these available and John liked the idea, put it to the scouts, I guess, and the gaffer and, you know, it's pretty much just, yeah, come in and, and see how you get on. 
And how did you treat it when you first joined up with him? Was it a chance to get your fitness levels up um, to experience training with Liverpool or deep down were you hoping for a contract? All, all of it, really. I thought, you know, get in there and just have a go at it. And if you come up short, you come up short. But I was confident that when I was, you know, if I could get fit and, and show what I could do, they'd be like, oh, he's, he's probably better than we thought he'd be, if you know what I mean, having a career yeah. sort of outside the Premier League. Um, but, you know, the, there was sort of mixed signals. You know, it might be a contract. There definitely won't be a contract. Um, you know, stuff like that. So I just thought, just just enjoy it while you're there. Give it your best. And then if the end of the the trial period sort of is, is unsuccessful, at least I've had four weeks with best team in Europe at the time. And other clubs might have a look and say, well, he's been at Liverpool. He's played a game for them. He's done all right. You know, we'll take him. What were your first impressions when you met up with the squad over in America? Um, I met in, so I went to Melwood the day before we flew out and trained with John, uh, one on one session. Um, met a few of the lads, but you know, I just met them on the plane basically going to America. And yeah, they're all, they're all good lads, obviously, being a newcomer. And I only knew Millie um, and Nat Phillips, really. But obviously, they've all got their own little little clicks and what have you. So it's pretty much just kept, kept myself to myself. and Gradually, as the week went on, integrated a bit more, played, had a game of golf for a few of the lads, and um, yeah, it was a really good trip. Uh, do you remember your first meeting with Jurgen Klopp and what he said to you when you joined up with him? Yeah, it was just um, obviously the plane, it was a, a big private plane, and we're all sat at different ends. And when I got off the plane, John um, John introduced me in the gap and just said, Thanks very much for coming. I'm like, Thanks very much for inviting me. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, that was that. and. You know, he's a, he's a top guy and he took time out to ask me, you know, how I was and talk about my career and that. And it's just a nice touch from him. And how was your, your first training session? Surely it's going to be some contrast to your last game before that for Rochdale. Yeah, the first training session, I think we landed was it Tuesday, Tuesday morning, so late afternoon maybe, or the Monday, I'm not sure. Um, and then we just said, right, we're doing a session so the outfield players did a bit of a loosener but the first of like what was all season the goalies got absolutely battered and it was like oh my god <laughs> what? like I, honestly I was just it was red hot and I was just thinking I thought I was going to pass out it was so intense but that's that's the levels they're at and straight from that moment I thought right this this is how it's going to be and I need to um, and I just need to dig in and I think if I was anywhere else I might have not dug in as hard as I did, to be honest. Um, sometimes when teams report back for three seasons, you can tell when it's the start of something special. Obviously, you're linking up with the team that the European champions have come so close to winning the Premier League. Uh, when you did link up, was there that feeling that this amazing year was about to start? Um, I'm sure there was from from the lads that have been there previous, but for me, it was just a case of, I can't believe how, you know, even the players, you know, you've got your superstars, but there's other players that probably don't get as much praises they should and I just thought the quality throughout the squad was absolutely frightening and in the back of my mind I thought it was you know Man City are a top top team and I, I thought that it's between Liverpool and Man City but you never know do you? you never know but I think when the season started and after we beat City at home I really believe that no one's going to stop us 
Um, in pre-season, you played that game against Seville. Now, obviously, friendlies, uh, it's a lot of players being substituted and it's not always your strongest eleven. But that back four in front of you, it was Virgil van Dijk, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Andy Robertson. It is pretty much the first choice back four of the European champions, now the Premier League champions. How did it feel playing behind them? How did it feel pulling on the shirt? Yeah, it was it was strange. Obviously, I knew I knew in advance I was going to be starting that game, and I just felt really calm and sort of. I wouldn't say I wasn't nervous, but once I was overly excited, it just felt really calm and like right, you've got a chance now. Let's go and you know I, I trained well that week. I felt fitter. I just thought hopefully things will, will run smoothly, and I tried to limit my risk taking, you know, to make mistakes, which is. You know, you don't want to be making a mistake when you get 45 minutes. So I tried to just <laughs> just play a bit safer than perhaps I would have done if it was five or six months down the line. Do you know what I mean? But no, it's great. You know, it's a bit bit strange trying to shout into Virgil, you know, <laughs> man on and time. I think he knows everything. I don't need to tell him, but it's part of the job. <laughs> and it's one where these three now, they're arguably the best in their positions. It must have been quite, not a shock, but strange almost when you go in, in such into that quality of a back line. It's easier. It's so much easier. You know you, you know what you're getting from him. I mean, Verge never never loses any battles in the air on the floor. No one's passed him. And to have someone like that in front of you, it, honestly, it makes the job so much easier. But also from me, I wanted to raise my standards to to what they expect from a goalkeeper. You know, so it was good for me as well. And then after the States tour, I suppose there's that uncertainty around the Community Shield. You're at Wembley, but they know Simon Mingale's leaving. They've talks with Adrian, Alisson's back. What was being said to you at the time? Yeah, I think um, I think just before we went to Evian, John sat down and said, look, at the moment we've got, you know, we've got Ali coming back, we've got Simon and Queeves going to be fit. So at the moment there's... There's not a space, but we'd love you to stay on and, and train until the season starts. And I'm like, well, that's perfect. I wasn't really expecting just to give me a contract, you know. And um, and then the Community Shield, the night before, Cy texts me saying, I was in the hotel, obviously, with him, and Cy texts me saying, are you available to be on the bench tomorrow? And I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not a contracted player. So I started thinking, what's going on? And then after the game, Simon said, Simon said his goodbyes to everyone, so it was a bit bit of a shock. And then John told me that Adrian was coming in, um, which I thought was a great signing, you know, Premier League experience, which is which is massive, really, at, at that level. And then Adri come in and, you know, we started pre- pre- uh, preparation for the Norwich game. And then I think I was I, I was like, look, on the, on the Thursday before the Norwich game, I said, right, that's me done. I need to come and find the job. Um, Alison got injured. Alison got injured on the Friday, and I was I was back signing on the Saturday. Uh, so. Did you watch the Norwich game, and what was your feeling when Alison went down? Yeah, well, I remember watching it obviously, and um, I think he took a goal kick or or something, and you know, I see someone kick the ball out of play, but you couldn't see on the television, you know, the full pitch, and then said so the problem with with the goalkeeper, and you know, he came off. It looked looked a bit of a bad injury, and then my phone just started going mad. Um, you know, saying there's a chance, there's a chance, and then straight after the game, John rang me, said we want you to come back. Um, Michael Edwards is going to call you in the morning, and, and it was as simple as that. Had you had any interest from uh, other clubs before signing the contract, having trained with Liverpool? I'd had a few things, but there was nothing that really stood out that thought 
and I never thought, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to not, not start. I'm going to stop training with Liverpool to take something. There was nothing of, of great, great interest. There was something after the community shield that was, um, was really good, but they signed another goalkeeper in that time, which, which ended that. But I was happy just to train with Liverpool and just sort of wait till the transfer window shut and then an injury. And I'd like to think I'd have been quite high up on, um, on a list of goalies to go in somewhere. Um, once you've signed the contract, when did it sign in that you're officially a Liverpool player? Um, do you know what? I felt like a Liverpool player from day one, really, just because how everyone was with me. Do you know what I mean? It was mm-hmm. it, it, the fact I wasn't um, officially a Liverpool player, but you know, it was just a, it was a smooth transition. I signed it, and then we went straight to um, Istanbul for the Super Cup, and then you know, won a trophy after two days. It was crazy. And how was that um, training for the Super Cup? Like going straight into chance of silverware. Obviously, all the players now are back training as well. It's uh, all guns ho straight off the bat. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Um, you know, we flew out there, and we I think I'm sure we stayed right across from the stadium. And I remember like looking at the stadium, thinking it's not bad. You know, I mean, Turkish football has a lot of history, a lot of big clubs, and um, I think we trained at the Besiktas Stadium the night before. And then the day of the game, we went to Galatasaray and trained there. So it was like, wow, just being, you know, two unreal stadiums and we had the game. And, you know, luckily for us, Adrian saved the penalty and, and, you know, the rest is history. I think it was, what, the first of eight games you've had on the bench over the course of the season, Premier League, Champions League. And you also had the FIFA Club World Cup as well. So finish the season, you're a world champion as well as a Premier League champion. I know I managed to sneak. I managed to sneak on as um, third choice goalkeeper on the bench for them games. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it was good. You know, the, I've said before in an interview. I think the World Cup one I enjoyed more than the Super Cup because I really felt part of the squad. Whereas the Super Cup, I was, I was, I felt a bit awkward. Do you know what I mean? Even though I was, mm-hmm. I was sub and I was part of the team. I'd, you know, the lads had done all the hard work, but the one in Qatar, I felt, I felt a real part of it. And obviously now you're in great, integrated into the squad. Um, you've had a chance to settle. What would you say the differences in quality are between training with a Liverpool and training for a club in the Football League? Can you, is there a big difference in the quality there? Is it pace or something like that? Yeah, I think you know you, you get people that say there's not much difference, you know, stepping up a level. But for me, I've, I've stepped in right to the top, you know, right to the top. And the, the difference in, you know, there's a lot of talented players in the lower leagues and in the Championship, but there's these boys just have something else. They've obviously, I think they're a lot, they're a lot sharper, they're a lot faster. Technically, obviously, they're better. But I think mentally, I think the mentality is something that I noticed was, you know, I've never seen anything like it before. The mentality of pretty much everyone in the squad, the professionalism, that's that was the big difference for me. And we've had interviews with the players and with Jurgen Pop all the way through the season, and it's always been they're not thinking about the league title. It's always the next game. But behind the scenes, surely there must have been a point where you thought, yeah, we're going to win this league. The gap was just getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, do you know what? <laughs> Whatever they've said is completely true because I was I was surprised how, after games, how little sort of the win meant to people. You know, it's great to win, but as soon as the full-time whistle went, we're in the dressing room and the gaffer's like, right, we've got whoever on Tuesday night, Saturday. It was just the next game. It was just job done, move on to the next one. And and that's what it was like throughout the whole of the season. Do you know what I mean? I think yeah. once once the league got sort of 
suspended, maybe only then did we start saying, you know, that there wasn't we wasn't sure if the league was going to carry on. But there was like, look, we're going to be champions. We're going to either win it on the pitch or we're going to get it points per game or whatever it was. That was the first time I'd heard it mentioned. And obviously with the uh, whole goalkeepers, I think every time you win a trophy, John Atterberg gets you together for a group picture. It looks a very tight-knit group. How is it working all together? What are sessions like? Oh, it's brilliant, mate. It's a wicked group. I mean, to be honest, we've not had everyone fit all season. So it's only recently we've had all all four sort of first-team squad keepers training together. There's always, you know, little niggles here and there. But um, it's brilliant, mate. It's the best group I've been a part of. <clears throat> Obviously, talent-wise, but just as guys, they're just fantastic people. And the two goalkeeper coaches are the best goalkeeper coaches I've worked with, and they work they work great together. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Just how good is Alisson? Like, obviously, you see how good he is on the pitch, but when you're playing in a team as good as Liverpool, he almost doesn't have as much to do, so you can't really notice it as much, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, that's... That's quite um, that's quite a common thing for people to say. Oh, the goalie had nothing to do, but he makes it that way. You know, he the way he controls his defence, and I think the hardest thing for a goalkeeper is not having anything to do, because then you know your lesser your lesser goalkeepers will start looking for stuff, maybe coming out for balls that aren't theirs. You know, trying to sort of make an impact in the game where he's just he just he's flawless. He's absolutely flawless. He's by far the best goalkeeper in the world and I won't have anyone ever tell me any differently. And I know um, Adrian got a bit of slack in some sections for a couple of mistakes he made in the FA Cup and Champions League but he's had a decent season too. Like It's not easy to come in and be an understudy to Alisson and then go and out of no pre-season be playing 20-odd games for one of the best teams in the world. Yeah, I think I think the way Adrian come in and played probably maybe nine or ten league games on the bounce at the beginning of the season. He was fantastic. He was absolutely outstanding. The saves he made, his play, I don't think you could have got a better replacement. How he performed, I don't think anyone else could have come in and done that. It's, it's a credit to him. He's a top man. And he's an absolute legend of a character. Trains every day. Works his socks off. And, you know, I'm so pleased that, you know, it's happened for him. And what are your thoughts on Kevin Kelleher? I think fans haven't seen much of him. He's had his injury issues, but there is some promise there. There is some talent there. And you'd imagine he's going to get more opportunities as the years go ahead. Oh, definitely. Definitely. He's a brilliant keeper, Cueve. He's um, a really, he's sort of like the new generation of keeper. You know, like I'm a bit more of the old, old generation, but he's like, he's so fast and he's unbelievable. He's like a centre midfielder with a ball at his feet. But he can make saves and he's brave. He's he's got a lot cleave. He just the only thing he's missing is games. And obviously we speak, John, Jack Robinson, me, Cleave, we all we all speak about it. The experience, you know, he, he's not got any experience, but I know a lot of keepers with experience who are not as good as him. Do you know what I mean? It's it's a, yeah. it's a tough one for him because he needs to play games and whether that's going out on loan or what, which I presume will be the plan for Cleave, because at the moment no one's getting past Ali. <laughs> Who is it you've been closest to at the club in the past year? Um, I get on with everyone. I mean, everyone's just, they're just, they're just great. Honestly, such down to earth guys. I found, obviously, the lower down you go, the more sort of big times you're getting people trying to prove things. Whereas here, everyone's just so comfortable and, you know, in themselves and, and what have you. But, but for me, you know, I spend a lot of time 
with with the keepers, you know, we've got a great okay. relationship. We go out for dinner. Um, you know, we went to Ali's for a barbecue the other day. We get on really well. Um, outside that, I'll probably say Millie, Robbo, the, mainly the British lads, you know, we play golf together and, and what have you. And, but yeah, I get on with everyone. But I'd say, I'd say the sort of the British core tend to, the ones that play golf together and, do you know what I mean, stuff like that. Uh, Steve Bruce made a comment at the weekend about Salah, Mane and Firmino coming off the bench at the same time. Uh, I suppose, what's it been like for you facing them on a daily basis in training? Yeah, mate, it's, it's, um, it's brilliant. It's tough. Like, I remember the first few shooting sessions before Alisson came back and I was like, I'd love to see how Alisson gets on in this shooting because <laughs> he's just top corner. Like, and I remember speaking to Ali about it and he's like, something. sometimes you just... It doesn't matter who's in goal, you can't stop them. You know, when they're 12 yards out with a free, a free hit goal in the shooting, more often than not, it's going top corner or in upper post. So to make a saves, you've got to, you've got to make a worldie. But um, no, they're brilliant. Three great guys as well. And another example, I, I speak to everyone, them guys have never stopped working in the gym. Do you know what I mean? It's not look how they perform. You know, it's all preparation and how they look after themselves. And with Liverpool, obviously, they've got out so many training videos. I'm pretty sure I've seen a fair few of you pulling off worldies, uh, stopping them free from scoring. Yeah, well, I need to get I need to get hold of some more footage because I've had some good <laughs> days in the old shooting. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's brilliant, mate. I love it. You know what I mean? It's one of them where that's pretty much my role because the shooting sessions are so intense and often they're on a Thursday. So, you know, there's been times where Alison and Adriana are in one goal, obviously, them two need more rest because they've got a game on Saturday but me being at the time the third choice I had a I had a goal to myself so it was pretty much 30 minutes of constant shooting <laughs> but no, I really look forward to it and it's a chance to sort of show the lads what you can do but sometimes when they're on a hot streak wow you just can't the ball you can't get near them Who are the best players in training? Has there been anyone who surprised you? No no they're all they're all unreal they're all absolutely unreal the one that I really don't like facing is um, Shakiri when he's shooting because he can just put he can do whatever he wants with that left foot. And I'm always like, if we're doing a five-a-side, I'm always thinking, please be on my team because <laughs> if he's against you, he can just he's just like a little magician when he's finishing. Uh, have you ever played outfield in training, or any of the outfielders fancy themselves in goal? No, I don't. I don't think anyone would want to go in goal. It's a bad job, really. It's a bad <laughs> job. But there's not a chance I could play outfield with them guys. I think. I think Adrian goes outfield a few times. You know, he's got a bit. Yeah, he scored didn't he in um, Mark Noble's testimonial, yeah. was it? Yeah, he was telling me about that the other day. He said Craig Bellamy was going mad at him. <laughs> going, he was on his team and he was going mad at him for doing it. But uh, yeah, he fancied himself as an outfield player, like. And um. Fans obviously see Jurgen Klopp as uh, this charismatic character. I think everyone pretty much says what you see is what you get. What's your impression of him as a manager? Oh, he's brilliant, isn't he? he like, you, you can't, you know, I've been at clubs where you've always get one or two that will, you know, try and, if they're not in the team, try and upset upset people and, you know, slag the, the manager off. He's not doing this, he's not doing that. But here, You've got everyone looks up to him and holds him in such such on such a pedestal. You know what I mean? He's he's brilliant. Everything he says, you know, every every game, every game plan, it works. Everyone puts in hundred percent for him. There's it's just it is what you see is what you get. What he comes across on the TV in his interviews, that's how he is in the dressing room. He's he's a top guy.
then uh, how worried were the squad that the season might not be finished or is there always that belief or we're going to win it one way or another I know you've mentioned it before but it's just like yeah. it's no, strange times everywhere yeah obviously you want it you want it to finish you want to win it outright you don't want it to be ended and points per game and that but I think you know I don't really think from my point of view and the lads that I'm pretty close to and I speak to I don't think there was any doubt it wasn't going to get finished it was just it was just when it was going to get finished you know what I mean it was um you know, it's been difficult without the fans because, like, Wednesday night, imagine all the fans, you know, waited so long to be in the stadium for that. That would have been, that would have been the best night in the world. That would have been the best night ever. But, you know, it, it wasn't to be. Uh, but both the celebrations when you won the league and the celebrations uh, lifting the trophy, they looked pretty impressive considering in the circumstances. Yeah, yeah, well, it was brilliant, mate. You've obviously, to be fair to the club, everything that they followed you know, the, the social distancing, all this, you know, the one-way systems and limited, like our families managed to come in, but it wasn't, it wasn't a simple operation on the Wednesday for the game. Um, we've done, we've done as best we can in the circumstances, I think. How did um, training differ when you had social distancing and all that? Oh, mate, at the beginning it was a nightmare because when we got the green light to come back in individually, we had, um, I think there's three pitches at Melwood, so it was one player per pitch in one-hour time slots. So obviously, being a goalkeeper, we couldn't have any coaches, so we could have no one hitting the balls at us. So we were just <laughs> we had we have the sessions what we do, but without someone hitting the ball. So you're diving around the goal, you know, you, you play stationary balls, you're diving on the ball, you're getting up, you're sprinting, you're diving on the ball, and oh man, it was. Um, it was a killer for me that because there's just no you've got to do it to keep fit to get your goalkeeper fitness but it was just I was dead it was awful but then when we got back to the small groups with the goalkeeper coaches I think it was me and Alison together we'd do an hour and then Cleve and Addy would come and do an hour oh, that, that was good that was good that's workable do you know what I mean mm-hmm. but, um, oh sorry carry on sorry no I'm going to say individual training for a goalkeeper it, it's impossible isn't it? do you know what I mean <laughs> it's impossible it's impossible uh, what was the feeling like when you did win the league when you did get to lift the trophy because granted Liverpool have been waiting 30 years for it but when you've had to wait this extra three four months when you know it's going, pretty much going to happen it must have made you even more impatient to lift it to win it yeah yeah it was it was um, you know we just I think everyone would have liked to have lifted it you know, on the pitch after winning, you know, winning a game. Like, I imagine the um, Champions League final was the same. You know, you've gone through the 90 minutes, you've won it, and it's just there for you. But having to wait that long was, you know, it's hard to explain, really, isn't it? It's hard to explain. It was just, um, you know, you, you've won the league and getting a trophy. I mean, under, under whatever circumstances, it's a, it's a great achievement. And were you ever tempted to have a word with Jurgen Klopp and ask for your debut once the league's gone, once uh, the Golden Gloves <laughs> off the table for Alisson? No, there's, you know, people keep saying to me, will you get a game? I'm thinking, bloody heck, there's three keepers ahead of me at the moment, do you know what I mean? And the gaffer, it's not a charity. <laughs> it's not a charity player, it's his best players. So, you know, it was never, never in my mind at all, you know. You can't just ditch out appearances. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, Jurgen Klopp and John Axberg, they always spoke so highly of you throughout the season, saying that you are playing your part. You might not make your appearance, but you're always such a big part behind the scenes. You brought experience to it. That must have been nice for you to hear as well. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, like the role I, 
I've got like Millie said to me on Sunday, she said like people don't really not Sunday, sorry, when was it? Wednesday night, Millie was saying, you know, people don't don't understand the role that like a third choice goalkeeper plays. You know, if if you're a bad egg, you can really sort of ruin the dressing room, you know, if you if you think you should be playing in the first team and you toss training off. But that was never my intention. I would never do that anyway, regardless where I was. I train hundred percent every day and just try and make a good impression on the lads and the staff. So to hear him saying nice things about me is, is great. Uh, the saying is you can't teach an old dog new tricks, but I'm sure that's not true training with Liverpool. So what have you learned from this season? How have you? How has it improved you? Oh, it's a bit, I'll tell you what, mate. I think the biggest struggle I had coming to Liverpool was playing out, winning football, playing out from the back. Because if you look through my career, most of the managers have been sort of so-called long ball merchants, you know, so I was just putting the ball down and kicking it as far as I could. So the transition to playing six or seven yard passes inside my six yard box was, that was the thing that I was worried about the most, you know, but the first few training sessions, I might have got tackled or give the ball away, but you've, you've just got to, you've got to improve. And I feel now that I'm pretty comfortable, you know, playing, playing that role. You know, we've worked on it. We work on it every day anyway, but that was, the old dogs learnt a new trick. I can play out from the back now, I think. <laughs> um, well, this team, they're what? European champions, world champions, Premier League champions. You've had this behind-the-scenes uh, view of them getting better as they've gone along. It's been a journey under Jurgen Klopp. Is there any more in the locker? Can they keep getting better? I'm sure they can, mate. I'm sure they can. You look at the average age of the squad and it's, you know, there's, there's, there's not any players that you think are coming to the end. Like, the oldest player is Millie, who... He's probably the fittest player in the country, so there's no reason why they can't just keep keep it up. You know, it's going to be tough because I'm sure teams will strengthen, and, and you know maybe Liverpool will strengthen. But if they do make new signings, they're going to have to be hell of a players to get into that starting eleven. And how would you sum up the season for you? Brilliant, best season of my life by far. You know, I played played a lot of games and played a lot of seasons, but just this experience being around the quality and like the fans at Anfield, I, I loved it at Anfield, listening to, you know, singing You'll Never Walk Alone before games, every time it just gave me a buzz and um, just just unreal, mate, unreal. I can't really put it into words, I'm trying, but <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's crazy, you know, I'm sure I'll look back in when I've retired and, and realise how special it was. And you've always wanted to play in the Premier League, um, I'm guessing there was a point in your career where the priorities changed somewhat, but how does it feel for you coming like this, being part of this squad rather than, say, being a number two lower down and making a couple of appearances? Yeah, this is this is this is it. This is the you know the pinnacle. Like, I mean, I've had, I've had the chance in the past to play in the Prem, and it's not happened due to like you know um, transfer fees and what have you. Um, but you know, I was speaking to the gaffer the other day and. And he was saying, you know, I had a really bad injury when I was 20, 21, and I missed nearly two years of football. And the gaffer said, you know, if you wouldn't have had that injury, then you'd have had a completely different career, which, you know, was a nice thing for him to say. But I said, I've, I've got there in the end, you know, I might be 36, but to come into, to come and win these medals at 36 is something that, you know, most people have, have got their feet up or they're doing other things at 36 in football. But, you know, it's just been the highlight. Waited a long time for it. I suppose that shows as well how invested Jurgen Klopp is in every member of his squad for what 2003 2004 he'd have been yeah. what mains player or manager or something still have that knowledge of his whole squad 
yeah, it's, it's scary really because he'd never mentioned it ever before. And, you know, I've not missed a day's training. So my knee injury, it's not stopped me, but it, it at the time, obviously I was, I was about to leave Preston to make a, at the time, a big money move to a, a top Premier League club and I got injured and, you know, two years later I had to come back and pretty much start from the bottom. But for him to just even bring that up, it just it just shows how just what what a guy he is. Do you know what I mean? He treats everyone the same, regardless of if you're you know thirty six and never playing football or you're Mo Salah. He treats everyone the same. It's it's brilliant. Um, you signed a short term contract with the club. I imagine that's up now. But you've mentioned that they might want to loan out Kelleher this summer. Is that anything to you about the future or are you moving on looking for opportunities elsewhere? Yeah, at the moment, um, at the moment I'm unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to play some golf, but it's not stopped raining. So, um, yeah, I think at, at the moment my time my time at Liverpool's up. You know, what they do with Cueve, I think, you know, it's, it's no secret. They're probably trying to loan him out to get games, but they're still... You know, you've got Camille Grabara coming back, you've got um, Carriers coming back, and then you've got the two... Two first team keepers, so you know I'm really sticking enough to know there's there's you don't collect goalkeepers, you don't have six or seven goalkeepers, and there's some some of the young boys, V, Yaros, um, Jakob, the good keepers, you know what I mean? Really good keepers coming through. So at the moment, you know, I'm just just waiting to see what's next. But if they uh, call you even on the se- either the season in mid September, you'll be first to answer that call, will you? Oh, of course I would. Of course I would. <laughs> but obviously. You know, I've got there's things I want to do in my career, and I can't afford to 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 not take an option if if it's there. You know, and and hopefully on the off chance Liverpool come back, you know, I want to we want to try and spend some time abroad playing football. And if that's not the case, then I want to be based in the northwest. You know, what I mean, there's you've got your priorities as you get older. Obviously, kids in school and what have you, but going abroad something we're we're quite keen on. And you're what, 36, so you still could have another three, four years left in the locker if you wanted to. Yeah, I think for me, it's 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 not my body that's going to stop me. It's if I want to and if I still feel the motivation, which is something that I could I could feel slipping away from me the previous years. But I got it back this year, like got it back so much and sort of back in love with the game after having three or four years of thinking, I could throw this at the end of the season. <laughs> you know? You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.